0: The Doctor Taz Show, the podcast. Doctor Taz, Superwoman Wellness. Here's Doctor Taz. Welcome back to Superwoman Wellness. On every episode of the show, we are going to uncover the secrets to being superpowered and being the superwoman you are just meant to be. Joining me today, I have a very special guest. I have Melanie Mehta. Melanie is fascinating quite honestly she's an ayurvedic chef and founder of yoga pops which she sent to me and they are delicious by the way but her story is that lured by the enticing aromas colors and bustle of a busy indian kitchen melanie would often be found perched at the kitchen counter by her mother enjoying the cook's delightful treats growing up cooks from various backgrounds shaped and influenced her understanding of the regional indian cuisines as she moved from one city to another her interest turned into a vocation And eventually, she found herself working as a caterer for private events and gourmet food stores in New York as a cook in the kitchens of the Candle Cafe in Hampton Chutney and as an instructor at the National Gourmet School, followed by the Whole Foods Culinary Center and the Institute for Culinary Education in the New York Open Center. Wow. She's got a cooking background for sure. A vegetarian herself, she co- she's complemented her belief in Ayurveda and Ayurveda cooking. She views food and the cooking process as a means to nurturing the soul and an experience for the mind, body, and the soul. Welcome to the show, Nelanie. Great to be on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? What a background in cooking and bringing Ayurveda together with your kind of culinary and chef experience. How did you even get into Ayurvedic cooking?
1: Well, I have to say, Dr. Taz, um, food was definitely the one thing um, that drove me. My nose was dictating my crawling path, even as a kid, into the kitchen. And as you said, you know, my my interest in food started that early Um, But I've just been fascinated how food can, you know, have such a strong connection to the mind, body and soul. Um, You know, food initially, as I was growing up, was all about fast food, snacking wrong, eating unhealthy, having my memories are of my mother pulling me back from the street, not letting me eat food from the street vendors. And Mm -hmm. that is my way of, I think, being the rebel. And wanting to eat foods that may not be so good for me. But that changed. Uh, and I think what really drove me in my later years, as early when I was 25, um, my mother was diagnosed with cancer. And uh, having seen her through her life follow a very um, regimented yoga routine, and uh, then to see her living more through Ayurveda was. Absolutely an inspiration, and I realized that you know as much as food is delicious, it can be beyond just the taste in your mouth and that's what really drove me to Ayurvedic cooking instead of looking at food as uh, just a, a way to to feel taste. I realized it can be medicine, but it doesn't need really to taste like medicine
0: absolutely and so did your mother heal herself through Ayurvedic principles What, how, what was the role? of Ayurveda be in her she,
1: journey. Yes, um, you know, she uh, had ovarian cancer, which, as you know, gets diagnosed right. very late. Um, but just seeing how she, for the first initial period, looked at food differently, you know, at really uh, eat, eating Ayurvedically, but also a lifestyle of Ayurveda um, is what really improved her health. And uh, also to be able to emotionally see Beyond just the quality of food, just how uh, when you have a, a disease which is is as we know still doesn't have a cure, but something as simple as as noticing how your breath is, what you're eating, just the awareness with which she lived her life, the quality of her life was unbelievable for me. You know, she walked the talk, and uh, uh, despite having a very late stage of cancer she survived more than what the doctors predicted she was she lived a really amazing life she um, opened her art gallery after she was diagnosed and uh, you know for a good 8 years
0: she survived it Wow, that's amazing. And so this whole experience of Ayurveda cooking, it's fascinating because so much of it is dosha specific, so much of it is energy based. Mm -hmm. How do you realistically, Mm -hmm. for somebody that's busy running around and trying to incorporate these principles, how do you realistically bring Ayurveda into the kitchen without you know, needing to quit your day job, or you know, needing needing right. to like hire a chef like you to come into your house. So, what what would be the what would be your advice to anybody out there listening? And 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 even just maybe explain for a second the whole principle behind ayurveda which for you guys out there listening today if if you've not heard of ayurveda or you don't know what ayurveda is it's an old indian system of medicine originated close to 3 or 4000 years ago and i have remained fascinated with it cuz it has such accuracy in identifying people identifying types and then the diets and all the recommendations would be highly prescriptive it would be for that particular type rather than kind of a one-size-fits-all. So how do we realistically bring Ayurveda into the kitchen? What would you suggest? Absolutely. You know, it's
1: just fascinating exactly what you just said. You know, it's, for me, the epiphany of uh, of getting into Ayurveda and being just so blown away with it was how we are individually different, as different as our DNA how do we connect with food should be equally not one size fits all, but how we can really intuitively understand that we are different. Each one of us is different. Some of us are 5 go four-getters, four leaders. Others are more grounded and structured and like a very uh, straightforward, clear-cut um, way of, of living. So if we really just observe ourselves, I've noticed, Like, I'm definitely an air personality, and by which I mean, you know, I love creativity. I love doing things that needn't be boxed in. I need different options or ways of doing things. And that really was the epiphany. It made me realize that if we recognize who we are and eat the same way, as I call it, the yoga of cooking— That the same balance that we feel on the mat, if we are able to see ourselves in our our eating in a similar fashion. So, for example, in summer, why do we choose salads versus in winter, why do we choose soups? You know, Mm -hmm. each one of the seasons, just like our personalities in Ayurveda, are very distinct. And they're driven by these five beautiful and yet so simple elements, water, fire, earth, air, and space. And if we see ourselves as, let's say, fiery, we know that the fire element and the water element are more in us than the other three elements. And so incorporating those three elements then becomes the focus. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I always say, you know, we we naturally say if somebody around us is kind of heated or, or, you know, getting uh, angry, we say, okay, cool down, calm down. You know, that's our natural response to something situations that we all go through and that's exactly what you need to do with food you need to eat foods um, a person who is naturally fiery needs to eat foods that are calming by which I don't mean cold foods but foods that are cooling Uh, so salads work well for them and similarly to to that the season also has that nature so summer we can associate with fire whereas with fall when leaves are falling and there's air, wind blowing. That's clearly uh, the element of air and space being heightened. So eating, right. if we look at even how nature connects with us, in winter, in fall, we see the f- foods that are available to us locally, seasonally, is completely that which balance- balances us. So, for example, all the root vegetables come out at this time um and so they naturally are grounding so it's not as if by eating season you're doing good to the farmer you're really just connecting with nature and naturally eating what ayurveda would prescribe so i love the simplicity of the way it it helps us connect with nature and ourselves and with what we are doing in the kitchen also i think that for me was has been a recent, you know, the past 10 years, I've noticed that it's also the energy that we cook with that is so important that Ayurveda talks about.
0: Yeah, talk about that for just a second. It's so funny, because uh, I've become more and more attuned to that as time has gone by. I have to be honest, I don't know that I paid too much attention to it. And, and it's, it's funny, even within our own home, as I get busier and busier, and have always been one of the big, big cooks in the home and, and firmly believed in cooking and prepping meals. And it's, getting harder, quite honestly, just because I'm traveling or doing different sure. things. And it's hard for me to deliver that for the family. So my husband was like, well, why don't we use this service or this service? And it was so funny. I just looked at right. him and I'm like, well, I don't know about the energy in that food. And he just gave me just like a blank, a so blank sure. look like, wh- what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, we got, we, we got to eat, you know? So, so talk a little bit yeah. about that. Like when you talk about bringing the hand that cooks and the energy it brings in and, and all that stuff, yeah. like talk a little bit about that and how, how Ayurveda sees that. Sure.
1: So, you know, during my cooking classes, I'd have people coming out in the evenings from work and, you know, they come with the energy they've had through the day and they'd be, you know, distracted, especially in the era of social media, busy taking pictures. And I mm-hmm. I want them to just settle into the class and focus. Right. And so for my own benefit, I realized that I have to get them to meditate for 10 minutes before I started my cooking classes. And that would change the way, just 10 minutes, and I would see a complete, it was like hypnosis. They would focus better, they would relish the food at the end of the cooking class much more. And they were just more with themselves, you know, they were enjoying the process. And so after the meditation, I realized, you know, I, I would talk a little bit about how Ayurveda talks about the energy of food. Mm-hmm. But I would also say, you know, so don't cook when you're angry or when you're tired. All it takes is 10 minutes. Just just get on the mat or just take a few deep breaths. Just honor what you're doing before you get into the kitchen. So Really connecting with yourself and what what you're doing, like creating a beautiful space, even as you're cooking. That switched for me because I also would, you know, as a rhetoric, say, well, if you're angry and you just don't, absolutely don't cook when you're angry. So Probably that's the day you want to go out and eat, because anyway you don't know how the chef is feeling. Oh, and I, as I said that a few times, I realized, well, how does it not matter how the chef is feeling? You know, how can it? How are they feeling? And why do I? Why have I stopped eating out as much as I used to? Because I didn't feel good about eating out, even if the food was delicious. I didn't feel mm-hmm. so good after. And so I knew there was something missing. And you know, that's what brought me to a place where I realized, well, it really makes a difference because I would off just the way I would tell um, my students not to cook when they're angry, I would even tell my partner, you know, if she'd come flustered or if she'd come into the kitchen, and say, can you just leave the kitchen? I'll have the food ready and then you can join me. But I really was, without noticing, just inherently saying this and then noticing how the food would taste different. I mean, even if our mothers would cook uh, a can of beans, but they mm-hmm. do it with love because they wanted to nurture us. We knew that there was there was love in there wow. and now, as I've worked in commercial kitchens, I've recognized this is one thing that's so missing in our culture today it is the honor with which we cook, honor for ourselves, honor for what we are doing. you know it's not a chore, it's actually a way of celebrating life, and we've taken that away from ourselves.
0: I think you just nailed it there. I think if we all switch and think about it not as a chore, but as a form of, like you're saying, yoga or celebration, we will feel differently about it. But what do we do when we want to go out? Do we have to ask what mood the chef is in? Is the chef having a good day today? What's what's the solution there? (laughs) You know, it's so
1: funny that you asked me so over the past six years, I've just focused on this aspect because I recognize we can't let this go unnoticed because as I looked into commercial kitchens to see it's an epidemic. Chefs today are one of the most, after first responders, are the most affected by anxiety, stress, and mental wellness is just not there. Um, Uh. And it's so unfortunate because how can we care about organic and Free range and all those important things, but we don't care about the those who are bring, bringing those elements onto our plate. We have wow. no connection. So, the one thing I would say is, when you're in a kitchen and you appreciate what the chef's done, go and say hello to them. See see oh, wow. how they're doing. You know, just even in even in terms of how kitchens are being made today, you see there are many more open kitchens. So there is right. a direct connection. We have to make that step. We have to make that um, openness happen for us, not just a Yelp review that you know makes or breaks um, that restaurant, but really the people behind
0: it. Wow, what a what a neat way to think. Yeah, we need a we need a happy chef. And is this the program that you've started, the Happy Chef program?
1: It is. It is uh, you know a program that's uh, passed. Four years, I've just been working on seeing how can we do this. So, how how realistic is it, and what can we do? So, we know there is a problem uh, with mental wellness, and um, how, how can we address it? So, I realized that if even if we just take a few deep breaths, and we help the chef connect with yoga, connect with the value. It's all about end of the day, we all want to feel valued, right? And if that self esteem is missing there is going to be mental issues um, huh. around wellness. So, you know, as we started working with Chef, we realized just, you know, doing a few yoga um, poses with them, just t- having them do a few uh, breathing exercises, which I also teach. Um, I- I'm a yoga instructor and a meditation teacher with the Art of Living Foundation. It's a nonprofit that's been wow. working with different communities. Um just on how we can bring happiness in our lives. And so that, that that's why it's called The Happy Chef. But it's open to everybody in the food and beverages uh, industry because we feel that if we can add this aspect, one, of course, everybody wants to be happy. But also right. those who are consuming the food, those who are not being nourished, hopefully, by the food that they are creating, feel the energy. The same energy that we talked about in the house is, you know, we all eat out. And so how can we not connect with
0: them? Right. So important. My goodness. Well, I've learned so much already today. I hope everybody out there has been uh, learning along the way as well, how Ayurveda connects to food, connects to food as medicine, has a personalized approach, how to shift our thinking from cooking is a chore. It's one more thing on the list to, Hey, this is, this is an opportunity to create a divine experience for our families or for ourselves or to nourish ourselves, the energy of food and the energy of a chef. So important for us to be thinking about all of these things, especially, you know, just from my perspective, I continue to see my field of medicine and a lot of the work that some of the great minds around me are doing really shift further and further into the world of energy and how ultimately it is energy more so than all the terminology that is making the difference. So this is fascinating to bring again, bring the old guys back, bring back Ayurveda, bring back these old energetic systems of medicine to really remind us of what's important. Before we go, I want to brag on you a little bit. You did uh, receive the James Beard Foundation grant for women in culinary leadership. Tell our audience what that was all about and what that experience was like.
1: Uh, yes, it was quite an. It was really an honor. It, you know, I, I never expected to get it because you know I couldn't cook with meat, uh, which is part of our culinary um, instructions. You have to be able to cook meat, so I never thought mm-hmm. I'd be able to get a grant from a program that. Had established certain culinary programs. Uh, however, uh, you know, my real belief was that if we are able to bring wellness in the chef's uh, work, it, it has to come from a place where the foundation supports what we are doing. That we recognize right. that wellness is part of what we need to do. So it's not just knife skills, but also life skills that we offer to our um, young students, our chefs, our you know, as, aspiring to be food professionals. Um, and I wrote this program saying more more in terms of, you know, let's get this out there. Let's, let's get chefs to be educated in wellness. And not just because all that they were seeing I mean Food Network has made food look fancy and right. cool to be a chef. But then the reality on the ground is not. It's mundane, it's exhausting, it's, um, you know, long hours, very little pay, um, no health care, barely any, only uh, mm-hmm. today. Now, this past few years, in fact, just this last year, we've seen so many changes or at least uh, acknowledgement that there is a problem around it. So I was so grateful when uh, I received this grant to work with the uh, Restaurants in Minneapolis, it's, um, it's a mentorship program where somebody who's been in the food world, women who have been in the food world, bring somebody on to, to look at um, how they can enhance uh, the mentee's uh, work, but also uh, add the value of what James Beard, who himself was uh, fascinated by food, but also wanted to make a difference in the world of those who are cooking. Uh, So the program was primarily for me to see if I wanted to open a restaurant. And I still feel that I'm not ready after doing the program for a year, that there's so much required around education of wellness that I would rather focus on that aspect of it than start my own restaurant, which I could probably connect with more people um, personally and, and do In a local area, because restaurants are so consuming, such long hours that I would only be able to connect with those many versus being able to connect with more chefs and bringing this uh, happy chef program to a larger uh, uh, industry, you know, where we can make a difference.
0: I love it. What a neat platform and what an important cause, the Happy Chef program. I think there's such they're such great work. I know it's, it's always a challenge when you have a footprint of any kind where you're delivering services, but at the same time, you're really trying to expand your reach and trying to get the message out there and you have an important one. So I continue to wish you the best of luck. If thank any of my audience wants you. to reach out to you or learn more about Ayurveda, Ayurvedic cooking, energy, all of this stuff, or even the Happy Chef program, what is the best way for them to find you?
1: Um, We've had this company uh, called Route to India basically to bring the the wisdom and culture of of Ayurveda through uh, bringing food as the medium. Um, But the Happy Chef program is is also part of the International Association for Human Values. It's uh, part of the Art of Living Foundation's nonprofit work. Um, And so just Route to India would be the first way to get in touch with me.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking time to join me today and talking about this very, very important subject that I don't think many people are are touching. So I really appreciate your work and, and value what you're doing. And I'm sure everybody listening today does as well. For everybody else out there, thank you for listening to this episode of Superwoman Wellness. If you have questions about today's show, connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at DrTazMD. And if you enjoyed the show, please rate and review and share it with your friends. Until next time.